0: So today i'm going to share with you uh, the title of the message says do not grieve the holy spirit do not grieve the holy spirit of god with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. the title of the message should be do not grieve the holy spirit it is important for us to study the holy spirit on pentecost so it is very important for us to know about the holy spirit you know why because when lord christ left this earth the church on this earth he sent. he promised them that he will send the holy spirit the holy spirit will be a continuation of his work the holy spirit will continue the work that christ did actually it is for our benefit because if when well, if lord jesus continues to be there how many people can be near him isn't it but if he leaves the same spirit will be upon everyone so that's why it is it is important that after his resurrection he leaves us so that the spirit can come on all the people he had told us that he will not leave us as orphans. John 14:18, I will come to you. John 14, 26, but the advocate the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. John 16:13, when the Spirit, when He, the Spirit of Truth comes. He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit is the one who will teach us into all truths. He will guide us. He will help us. In other words, he will advocate for us. This Greek word, parakletos, which is often translated as advocate, helper, counselor, in many ways many different translations because this is the dilemma of translation. When we translate from one language to the other, sometimes there is limitations as to how to translate a particular word, so here it says the advocate. The Advocate is the one that justifies us. The Advocate is the one that is saying in our favor, standing in our favor. But this Advocate is also different because he is also the one who comforts us, guides us, leads us. So how can we understand with the uh, idea of the Advocate on this earth? advocate may go to the court for us but they are not the one who will guide us everywhere we go who will teach us everything about the truth they are not like that so our understanding of the advocate can be very limited if we try to limit the word advocate this paracletos to our usage day-to-day usage it's much more than that how can we not grieve the holy spirit why it is important not to grieve the holy spirit is our question today firstly we need to understand who is the holy spirit so then you'll understand why it is important not to grieve him if we grieve somebody which is not good at all grieving anyone is not good but if we grieve the holy spirit It is is a serious, it is very serious and it is very, you know, it is a big mistake in other words. Because the Holy Spirit essentially comes to help us, to guide us, to lead us into all truth. But we are grieving. So I want us to look at the nature of the Holy Spirit first in order to understand why it is so important not to grieve the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> we need to know the identity of the Holy Spirit so I'll just run through quickly. We studied very much in detail in the Bible study, weekly Bible study, so I'm not going to go and you know explain each verses but I'll just run through it because it takes a long time okay that's right but you'll get the idea first of all this Holy Spirit some people have tried to limit him as a force they don't say the Holy Spirit is you know they don't try to define him according to what the Bible has revealed so they'll limit him to being a force impersonal thing a thing like that but the Bible Clearly reveals that Holy Spirit is a person. According to Acts chapter 5, verse 3, Holy Spirit is someone we can lie to. Can you lie to a thing? We cannot lie to a thing. Holy Spirit, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is someone to whom we can lie, that means he is a person. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, he has a will. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, he has a mind. And today's passage also, we can grieve. How can we grieve a stone, a bench, a chair? No, no, no. Only a person, only, we can grieve only a person. That means Holy Spirit is a person. According to Romans chapter 8, verse 14, he is the one who leads us guides us he is a person so you may be trying to say that okay robots also we can make a robot to guide us you know but a robot we don't we a robot will not fulfill other criteria as a person he may be able to do a lot of things robots also but he will not be able to fulfill any other criteria he is also according to Romans chapter 8 he is the one who intercedes for us. He's a person. In another words, if he is a person, he is actually to be referred to as he, him. That's why he say, when the Holy Spirit, when the advocate comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will teach you all things. He, 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 right? So, Holy Spirit is a person, Holy Spirit is God. Okay, very important. You may be saying, oh, I, I understand that Jesus is God. God the Father, of course, is God, but I don't hear about God the Holy Spirit. You know, I heard people saying that God, Holy Spirit is God, but I haven't heard from the Bible, from the Scripture. I'll tell you quickly. He was taking part in the creation. We don't create, we human beings are not part, participating in the creation. God is the one who is participating in the creation. According to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the deep. Spirit of God was there. John chapter 1, verse 1, may, I, may, I might not have rolled up, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The word, Lord Jesus Christ, is there. God the Father was there. God the Holy Spirit was there. So they say, let us create man in our own image. According to Psalm 139, verse 7, he is omnipresent. He is everywhere, at every, ta- ev- uh, every place at the same time. You know? Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? We don't need to read more, we, can, we already know even if he goes up, he'll be there, down, everywhere. He is omnipresent. According to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 13, he's omnipotent, all-powerful, who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor. And he described a lot of things, mighty things, powerful things that God alone can do, who is the spirit of God does all things he is also all knowing omniscient for 1 Corinthians two eleven, for who knows a person's thought except their own spirit with them in the same way no one knows the thought of God except the spirit of God spirit of God knows everything what is in our heart we cannot run away from the spirit of God he knows in and out of us. He knows everything about us. So therefore, in the light of him being a person and him being God, those are only few verses that I have rolled up for you, but several passages we cannot roll up all today, but because of those nature, he is a person, he is also God, then what shall we do? the First Council of Constantinople were evangelical leaders, church leaders, theologians from around the world gathered together, the First Council of Constantinople in 381 because there are people who say Holy Spirit is not God. Holy Spirit is just a force. There are people who started teaching this kind of teaching. So they say they adopted official position of the church and saying that Holy Spirit is God, the third person in the Holy Trinity. They said, we believe in the Holy Spirit who is equal with the Father and the Son, unquote. So they believe So from that time on was clearly people just by reading may, may not get it, just by reading outwardly may not get it. But if you all put all this together, we find that Holy Spirit is also God. And what does the Holy Spirit do then? The Father is God, but he didn't come to die for us. Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but he he was not the one who remained there, but he was the one who came. The Holy Spirit, Work is not about dying for us on the cross. Their walks are all different. They are the same person, God. They are the same God, but they, walk, they their walks are different. This is something very important. I often give examples that my father is a teacher. I am not a teacher. I am a preacher. Okay. So you cannot tell me, I don't think you are a a human, uh, you uh, you are a man because you are not a teacher, right? No, we are both human beings, but our professions are different. Our functions are different. So Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, they are same God, same substance, okay? Same substance, but different functions. That we call it ontologically, they are the same. In substance, they are the same. But functionally, they are different. This is what the good understanding. So Lord Jesus said, he will go away. Unless he goes away, the advocate will not come. The helper will not come. And when he comes, what is the work of the Holy Spirit? He will provide, he will prove the world to be in the wrong, John 16 verse 8, about sin and righteousness and judgment. He said the Holy Spirit is the one who is going to convict people about sin, about righteousness and about judgment. If a person, even though a person listens to God's word and doesn't have any feeling at all in his heart, about sin, about righteousness, about judgment of God, what can we say? We may say that this person do not have the conviction of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's work is about convicting the people, right? He will prove another translation. He'll convict the world about the the world to be in the wrong about sin, righteousness and judgment. Holy spirit work is basically this is very beautiful we are preaching the same word some people understand it repent it cry repent it change their life. some people they go on doing the same thing no change nothing he w- went on to say i have so much more to say to you more than you can bear but when the Spirit of truth comes, you'll guide you into all truth. The Spirit will guide you into all truth. In other words, people getting convicted of the truth about Christ and the gospel. This is also the work of the Holy Spirit. If Holy Spirit doesn't move them, they don't move. I have experienced so many, uh, from so many people. We go and share the gospel passionately. For hours and hours we clarify, nothing works. But that person will st- start thinking about what we have taught. And the Holy Spirit, when it works in their lives, they say, hey, pastor, I want to get baptism. <laughs> I, I accepted Christ into my life. How, what is that? <laughs> When we spoke to those people, they didn't receive it. But when the Holy Spirit moved them, He said, I was in tears. I was crying. How how did that happen? The Holy Spirit had convicted the person. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. He continues to teach. When Lord Jesus left, the Holy Spirit continues to teach us. And also, He says, he will glorify me because it is from me that he, re- he that he will receive what he will make known to you. They walk together. God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, the Holy Spirit and the Father. If the Holy Spirit doesn't testify Christ, if the Holy Spirit doesn't glorify Christ, he is a false spirit. People who, who think they receive the Holy Spirit, they go against Christ. These are not from the Lord. You need to know that a spirit that doesn't testify, doesn't give glory to God, is very dangerous spirit. They are not from the Lord. They will glorify Lord Jesus. He went on to say, John four fifteen, the helper, when the helper Barakletos comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he'll bear witness about me. It is the Spirit that witnesses Christ to the people. So the people's heart changes. We can only sow the seed, we can only give them as an information. Some people say you must convince convince people, you must convict, you must convince people. We cannot convince people. We can only sow the seed. Apostle Paul said, I plant the seed, Apollos, water it, but God has been making it grow. They can only water it, they can only give, you know, they can plant it, water it, but who will make it grow? Only God can do it. If we are sitting here, if you're listening also today, and you have been following the Lord, it's not because of men. Because of men, we can do for a few days, few months, few years. But for, with God, we can do forever. forever it is a life a lifestyle change it is a full commitment it's not just commitment for 2 3 days it is a lifetime commitment so we christianity cannot be reduced to you know a short span of entertainment motivational thing for some short short period of time no it is a lifetime following lifetime change so if those change doesn't happen it is Said, so we've come to today's passage understanding what Christ uh, the Holy Spirit is. He is a person, He is God, He does all the good things for us to help us, to intercede for us. We have read it to teach us, to guide us. He's there, uh, He's available for us, therefore since he's ever ready to help us in our weaknesses even when we pray we do not know how we ought to pray for but the spirit helps us in our weakness romans 8 26. so he, even in our prayer he's helping us he's teaching us he's allowing us to, he's helping us to recall what christ has taught us but therefore in the light of all this how can we grieve the holy spirit it is so wrong to grieve the Holy Spirit who is coming to help us, who is coming to teach us, who is coming to comfort us. That's why this uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 is part of, if we put in paragraph, it is part of instruction of Christian living. A Christian should never grieve the Holy Spirit. This is the idea. Non believers, they are already grieving the Holy Spirit. That is, no need to speak about it, right? But uh, believers, this is, NIV put it as uh, an instruction of Christian living. ESV, they put it as new living. New American Standard Version, Standard Bible, put it as Christian walk. In a Christian walk, in a new life, an instruction how we should live, we should never grieve the Holy Spirit. This is the idea. There are two things a believer must not do to the Holy Spirit. What are they? we must not quench the Holy Spirit. This is the same word when we are drinking very thirsty, to quench our thirst, right? Quench, quench. The same word is used for this word. Do not quench the Holy Spirit is another word, which is do not extinguish. Do not turn away. First Thessalonians chapter, nine, chapter 5, verse 19. Do not quench the Spirit. In other words, do not reject, do not turn away, do not extinguish the Spirit. The Spirit is already kindled in the believers. We are not supposed to extinguish. We are not supposed to quench it. When we quench it, what happens? We grieve the Holy Spirit. Then, these are for the believers, quenching of the Holy Spirit and grieving of the Holy Spirit. How about non-believers? They are the people who resist the Holy Spirit. According to Acts chapter 7, verse 51, you stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised, meaning they are non-believers, even though they are Israelites. You are like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Apostle Paul is speaking, right? You resist the Holy Spirit. Apostle Peter, sorry. You resist the Holy Spirit. You stiff-necked people, even though you're circumcised, your heart is not circumcised. You resist the Holy Spirit, first of all. Secondly, the scripture also tells us Matthew chapter 12, verse 31. Every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Resisting the Holy Spirit and blaspheming the Holy Spirit are the works mostly done by non-generated, spirit non-generated, regenerated people. But believers can quench the Holy Spirit Believers can grieve the Holy Spirit. These are two things from the believers. So we need to understand this. It's very, very important. Charles Persians, the great preacher, he said, Grief is a combination of anger and love. He said, what does it mean, anger and love, a combination of anger and love? He said, when I commit an offence, some friends may be a little impatient and they may start to be angry with me when I do some mistake. But but the same offense, if observed by a loving father, is not he is not angry, he is grief. See, the response is different right because friends may not necessarily love us colleagues may not necessarily love us so they could angry they go and you know try to you know pull us down or they will talk uh, gossip about us and things like that but what about a loving father he is grief he is not the one who goes and character assassinate us try to character assassinate us by gossiping about us but a loving father is grief. Charles Spurgeon said like that. So he said, it is, grief is a combination of anger because we are already believers, we do something, so then God is angry, but he's, he doesn't sin by anger. He's indignant and he's because of his love, he goes into a different mood. Grieving. For us also, this will happen because we, we are believers. So in the context of this new living, which is in Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 17 onwards, I have a few points that I want, I want us to look at it quickly today. When do we when can we grieve the holy spirit we can take it from so many uh, you know places but in the context of Ephesians chapter 4 i have listed f- few points first is when we live like and think like gentiles we can grieve the holy spirit okay so i tell you this and insist on it insist on it in the lord you must no longer live as gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Yeah. Gentiles are the people, the, who, 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 uh, these are believers, even though they become Christian, in the, even though they become believers, they continue to think like non-believers, act like non-believers. And there is no, they may want salvation, but there is no change in their lives. So, When we do like that, we confess Christ as our Lord and Savior, but when we are thinking like non-believers, thinking about taking revenge, thinking about, you know, worldly way, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality So as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and and they are full of greed. So what happens, even though we become believers, there is greed. And that is, when a person person grieves the Holy Spirit, mostly it goes on to sexual immorality. Slowly this is going down. Firstly, getting separated from the Lord slowly and going down into... So we see many believers do this and it grieves the Lord when we do that. Secondly, when we fail to grow in faith, it grieves the Lord. Verse 20 says that however is not the way of life you learn when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off all self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God into righteousness and holiness. See, even though we become believers, we forgot to put put off all self, how can we put off old self and put on new self we can do so only through the word of god actually we must grow in the word of god you can attend you know services you can attend you know so many uh, you can go to churches but never really grow spiritually because growth in the in the lord comes faith faith growing in faith comes by hearing the word of god The word of God makes us grow. So if we are not if we fail to grow, it grieves the Lord. Even after one year, this person is still the same. Even after two years, the same. Even after four years, five years, six years, seven years, eight years, ten years, there is no growth. The Lord is grief. We can grieve the Lord when we fail to grow in our faith life. So we must do. Growth, growth. We have another series of study on this. Growth is intentional. Growth is never like I'm just grow by sitting. No, no, you have to eat. <laughs> there is no growth is automatic. Growth is always about intention. We have to have intention. Thirdly, when we lie, God angry and sin. The Lord is really grief. He has not disowned us completely when we lie and all, when we go angry and all. But if we don't repent quickly, it will lead us to hell. Look at verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. It is a very famous passage, right? When we are, when we, give, we are not putting off falsehood, we don't speak truthfully. We are grieving the Holy Spirit. And in our anger, everyone can be angry. This is uh, uh, important to understand. If someone is provoking me, I can be angry, but do will I sin? As a consequence of someone making me angry, that is the word in a sense that this is really not angry if I'm angry, when in, in your anger do not sin this is the biblical teaching the Bible never says you never get angry now, if somebody is insulting us and you know doing all kinds of things, we may get angry but we should not sin as a consequence of that by taking action on that, by revenge by Doing something on our anger. In our anger, we should forgive everything. Then we will not grieve the Holy Spirit. And we will not sin also. In another Nazareth, therefore, in our anger, we should not allow the sun, we should not let the sun go down on our anger. I remember when we were younger, my mom used to say, If we fight among brothers, my mom would say, did you forgive before you sleep (laughs) do not allow the sun do not let the sun go down on your anger even though we don't feel like we have to forgive because it is against God's word like that I always remember this very word how my mom would use this to (laughs) make us peace make us peace among the brothers another thing is we can also grieve the Holy Spirit when we steal and try to live without walk. If we look up to, uh, you know, verse 28, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must walk, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. You see, people who steal must steal no longer. Stealing, sometimes we feel, it's a very big word, but stealing is when we take things that we don't deserve that doesn't belong to us that is also stealing and therefore we tend to steal if we don't have because we don't walk so it's emphasizing on walk believers who don't walk will be tempted much more to steal to do sin in other words a person who works hard Will be happy with the good results the lord gives for they will surely be blessed but the one who doesn't walk doesn't have anything that's why it grieves the lord therefore we must walk and not grieve the lord so walk walk is a very you know biblical word every believer must walk and not grieve the lord if we don't walk we can grieve the lord fifthly we can grieve the holy spirit when we talk recklessly when we talk recklessly without watching our mouth and hurt other people even though we're believers we still do Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their deeds their needs that it may benefit those who listen when you speak you must speak in such a way to benefit others we often uh, have this unwholesome talk come out of our mouth because we are going through difficulties because we are going through hardships so it's very easy, but say you when we do that, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. So how can we not grieve the Holy Spirit when we are tempted to use unwholesome talk to come out of our mouth? We must be, we must control. I was speaking to one girl. We are, she was debating with me about doctrine some doctrine about faith and the church teaching on those things or their church teaching on those things are very heretical. So I started uh, saying that this is wrong, this is wrong. Then she started saying, she started using bad words against me. (laughs) F word, S word. I was in shock. she said she's using these words because you don't have respect for our teaching okay i said uh so then i felt that you are a believer you are doing this thing you are grieving the holy spirit (laughs) if you say you are a believer and you do that i'm not sure whether you are a believer or not that is different thing but if you are a believer you are Wrong, you are grieving the Holy Spirit, and the next verse is, of course, to this verse and do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you are sealed for the day of re- redemption. Lastly, when we fail to cleanse ourselves from all fields, we grieve the Holy Spirit. He said, Apostle Paul said, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. He said, when we are not getting rid of our bitterness, bitterness are something that we don't want to spill out to others, but we carry on, right? Maybe we don't want to take revenge on others. We may not want to harm others, but we go with this bitterness within us. Meaning, actually, we didn't forgive another person. So we live with this, without forgiving, bitterness. When we live in bitterness, without forgiving others, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And when we continue to grieve the Holy Spirit and we don't want to change, there is very we are in the danger of being discarded by the Lord, thrown out, and hardened. That is very dangerous. So on this day of Pentecost, I I my prayer is that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit, which with whom we have been sealed for the day of redemption. In other words, Holy Spirit is there, present right there with us as believers. He is the one who is put the seal. He is the one who is a witness to our confession, to our faith. But if we behave according to this context, in these six points, points that I have mentioned, as soon as we behave like that, we grieve the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, if he's grieved, obviously he cannot walk in our lives. Why well, my life is not settled, I'm not happy, I don't have the joy and the peace? Because probably you grieve the Holy Spirit. You reject the truth. You, we reject the truth. We tamper with the truth. And we live with lies, falsehood, bitterness, rage, anger. We are not trying to get rid of those, even though we are believers. We are doing basically self-destruction. This is a self-destructive way to live. A person who lives in bitterness will never be able to have the joy of the Lord. Because where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. Where the Holy Spirit is, there is liberty, there is joy and peace. But the one who doesn't, the Spirit of God, who has already grieved the Holy Spirit, will never be able to live a joyful life. So if you are not able to live a joyful life, also the God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, love, and sound mind. A mind that is sound, a mind that is joyful. So in other words, if we live contrary to the word preach, contrary to the word taught to us by the apostles, if we live contrary to that, We grieve the Holy Spirit. The moment we grieve the Holy Spirit, we will not be able to have the joy of the Lord in our lives. If your life is full of bitter, it is a time to go to the Lord and repent because it is not for anyone else. It is for you. If I do the same, it is for me. Whatever we do is really not for others. It doesn't affect much others, but it affects us the most when we forgive others also it's not for for the sake of others as much as it is for us in fact more so it is much more so for us when we forgive others we allow we allow the holy spirit to work in us and operate in us maybe saying i don't know if i why i don't i'm not i feel like the spirit of god is not with me my prayer is not you know going properly why i'm not able to meditate why i don't feel graceful studying god's word you might, may be grieving the Holy Spirit. On this day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit arrives, let us all go back to the basics. Even though we study about the power of the Holy Spirit and how it transforms lives on the day of Pentecost from 12 to 3,000 a day, but what is it, what if we have, we have grieved the Holy Spirit? And we don't even know that we have grieved the Holy Spirit, but we don't have power and authority because the Holy Spirit is not pleased with us. In other words, there are six points that we have looked at. I hope all of us can reflect on those, and I hope that we will never grieve the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit came. He wants to help us. He wants to lift us up. He wants to teach us. He wants to be with us. He wants to fellowship with us. You know, in the Bible study, we study very detailly about the works and identity of Holy Spirit. You'll come to know. It is so beautiful and we come to know his works, amazing works and how Holy Spirit now after Lord Jesus left, how Holy Spirit continues that precious work. But if we are grieving the Holy Spirit, what else can we have? We will have nothing. If we grieve the Holy Spirit He will cease to walk in our lives. And He he want us to repent. He want us to go back to Him. I hope that all of us can be the ones who do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You. We praise You and we give glory to Your name, O Lord, for this precious word You have given us. O Lord, many times we live grieving the Holy Spirit by our own action and deeds and thinking. Oh Lord, we don't live according to your word. And Father, we constantly, we complain, why I'm not feeling graceful, why, why things are like this and like that. But right today we come to know that perhaps we grieve the Holy Spirit. Forgive our sins, and O oh Lord, please have mercy on us oh lord send your holy spirit to guide us to teach us to lead us to intercede for us to fellowship with us oh lord how can we live without the holy spirit it is your spirit after lord jesus left it is the spirit that you give to all the believers if we live without this lord we live as a abnormal people because you say it in your word those who are led by the spirit are called the children of god therefore if any one of us grieve the holy spirit and live without the spirit may we repent may we change and may we walk newly we thank you for hearing our prayers and our precious study of your word we thank you for your word in jesus mighty name we pray amen